Hi everyone, this is Taryn and Lucinda coming to you with our second series of Connected Living podcasts and we're super excited to be back um, after a lovely break and hope you enjoyed your Christmas and having a good New Year's. So Lucinda and I have been chatting lately and we've been talking a lot about uh, anxiety. Actually, we've been speaking to a lot of people who have been struggling with anxiety, especially during this really difficult time. And we felt that it would be a really great topic that could probably support a lot of people. So we thought we would do today's podcast on overcoming anxiety during challenging times. And this is a topic that both Lucinda and I have struggled with personally. So Lucinda, it would be great if maybe you could just start by sharing your personal story with anxiety and just letting other people know, you know, how you kind of work through that personally. Yeah, thank you so much for introducing our second season. I'm so excited. I was telling Taryn um, in our sort of chat before we recorded how much I've actually missed um, speaking with her on a weekly basis and just connecting. Um, I think for me personally, anxiety comes up when there's a lack of connection for me um, at the moment. It's, it was different a couple of years ago, and I'll, I'll share a bit more about that. But at the moment, what's coming up for me is I'm feeling lonely. And it's, it's, it's something that I've not struggled with in a very, very long time. Um, I enjoy my own company. Um, I always find things that interests me that I can read and learn about. I'm, I'm a lifelong student. So for me, I love learning. And that has brought so much um, joy for me during, during this weird year that we've all been experiencing. But I was telling Taryn how much I've actually just missed connecting with her and speaking about um, topics that interests me and and hearing her experiences and learning and, and just connecting even though it's virtual it's really brought me so much um, joy and actually affected my well-being to a certain degree um, so anxiety for me was a real real struggle and um, in the past what happened was um I literally had my last anxiety attack um, and I call it an attack because it felt like I couldn't breathe. It felt like I was having a heart attack. I had to pull the car over. Um, I couldn't breathe. Um, and even talking about it now is bringing up so much energy for me because it's such a visceral effect. Um, and I think that a lot of people don't know that anxiety has such a huge visceral effect on our bodies. Yes, it's it's a mental, um, it's mental well-being, but because we're it's the, the, the neuroendocrine system that's actually activated, we are um we have a lot of um, energy and blood throwing, um, like pumping through our bodies, um, raised blood pressure, our increase, our heart rates increase, um, you know, it's rapid breathing and how that can sometimes feel is like a heart attack. Um, so I had to pull the car over and I still remember the date. It was the 12th of November, 2018. Um, it was a Wednesday um, and I, I remember this day forever because this is also the day that I met Hamasha, one of my really, really good friends who Taryn also has had the privilege and the joy to meet um, an incredibly wholesome person. And tools and techniques when it comes to anxiety is to reach out. 
Um, I think that is the one thing I've, I've learned and something that I call on time and time again is when I'm feeling this way, I reach out, I put up my hand and I go, I need help. Um, just speaking to somebody else like, really just helps you to get out of your own mind um, like out of your current state of being. Um, and that is really what has helped me is to actually just snap out of it. Um, and I know we'll share a little bit more about tools and techniques um, a little bit later in the podcast, but I just want to share that that day, um, it is something that I've struggled with a lot in my life. I think for women in particular, we always thinking, I say women in particular, because that is mostly been my clients and um, I attract um, people that's like me, really hardworking, always achieving, moving forward, always wanting to get to the next step, what is around the next corner. Um, and with that comes a lot of anxiety when we're thinking so far in into the future. Um, Taryn, you'll agree that, um, you know, there's that saying that goes, anxiety comes up when we're so far in the future and depression is when we're so far in the past. Um, and just coming back into the present moment um, helped me tremendously and learning my um, through writing my dissertation because it was on post-traumatic stress disorder, I learned that PTSD is actually on the anxiety spectrum. And we will do a whole other podcast on PTSD um, uh, later on in, in the season, but it really is about cultivating the awareness. Like, what are the signs and symptoms of your body? What comes up for you when, you know, mentally, what are your thought patterns like? Um, but anyways, I can regress and talk about this forever. But before I continue, I really want to hear your story, T, about anxiety and how it shows up for you in your life. Yeah, thank you for sharing your story, because I think uh, anxiety comes up for people in different situations and it comes up differently. So for me, I, I never really felt like I had like severe anxiety attacks in the sense where I couldn't breathe but the anxiety that came up for me would almost stop me from thinking like it, it and stop me from being able to take action it would just be like a kind of brick wall um, and it would come up for me in work relate work related situations so mm. I started working at a really big company and when I had to do presentations or team meetings, it would literally just rise up in my body and I could feel it like coming up and from my stomach up into my chest. And I just, I just couldn't speak. Like I just, you know, I just was like frozen. Um, it was just this overwhelming fear, right? Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, and then it, it was kind of, you know, started kind of coming up for me in different ways in my life and it's you know that nervousness um that you experience constantly and so I gave up caffeine which actually seemed to help a little bit but it was still there it was still you know crippling me in a lot of ways and I always thought it was the environment that was giving me the anxiety that maybe I was in the wrong job or you know even you know I struggled in school and university you know didn't enjoy university or school and so I left that company, I went to another company and experienced the same thing. So then I decided, okay, maybe I need to change my career path. And I felt, thought, um, came across yoga, fell in love with yoga, thought I'd love to be a yoga teacher. So I went to yoga teacher training in Costa Rica, which was absolutely life-changing, but not in the way that I thought. Mm -hmm. um, so I, uh, it kind of came to the point where I had to stand up in front of like 50 people on the training and 
teach what we had learned and everybody had to do this. And I kind of saw a lot of people having breakdowns and I was like, what's going on? And then, yeah, I had my breaking point when I had to do that and I was just crippled with fear and I just burst into tears. And one of the main teachers like called me over and said to me, I want you to know that you belong here. And this made me think like I'd always felt like I didn't belong and that and that I wasn't good enough. And those kind of doubts had been following me my whole life. And I realized that it wasn't the school, it wasn't the university, it wasn't the company. It was me that was making me feel so small and inferior. So I started to, I decided that I was going to start working through these doubts and fears and that I wasn't mm-hmm. going to let them stop me from doing what I wanted to do in life and achieving what I wanted to achieve. So I started booking into like a lot of different courses and started doing all that inner work that you and I often talk about. And my life just started changing drastically. The anxiety kind of, I I can't remember the specific point when it like went, but it just kind of did over time, I I guess, kind of disappeared. Um, And it's weird, we'll talk a little bit more about anxiety over COVID, but it actually came up for me again. Um, when we went into our first lockdown in, in the UK and that brought up some really old fears and doubts and stuff. Um, and at that, that was different though, because at that point I already had the tools and the knowledge that I, I had everything I needed to work through this and the support system as well. You know, um, I contacted a couple of therapists who did some uh, rapid transformational therapy on me. Um, you know, I've got my oils and like you said, we'll talk more about the tools, but Um, I was able to work through that a lot easier because I knew what to do. Um, And so, yeah, I'm actually, I'm running a workshop uh, next Tuesday to, with all the, all the things, all the tools and techniques that I've learned, I'll be sharing like three secrets uh, to reclaiming your self-worth based, just based on that experience, basically, and all those courses and all that learnings, the learnings that I did over the years um, from, from that, that was the kind of start of my my journey really into this um, this world of well-being. Mm. Oh, what an eloquent explanation and share on your journey with anxiety. Um, I absolutely loved it. That actually brought up so much for me. I was like, yes, yes, that sense of belonging and fear. <laughs> Those are all the underlying um, patterns that all human beings go through to a certain degree. Um, And for me, I think anxiety is really, I think, you know, that um, you said when it came up for you again, you, you already had the tools and the techniques and you, you know, you, you were able to work through it. And that's the resilience that I want to share about, you know, it doesn't completely go away. These are visceral effects. These are, um, it's our nervous system that is completely activated the whole time. And it's actually our sympathetic um, nervous system. And when we look at the physiology of anxiety and we look in, at the fight or flight response, um, when our sympathetic nervous system is activated like that, and you spoke about, you know, you couldn't think it was like this brick wall that you hit, and, you know, that is why. Um because it's our sympathetic nervous system and our prefrontal cortex actually shuts down completely, we're incapable of actually thinking of the solution in the moment. And that's our physiology. That is every human being. And um, I think 
you know, the fight or flight response often gets a bad rep. It's like, oh, you know, this is what's leading to my chronic disease or um, why I'm feeling um, so wired and tired or um, exhausted all the time. But actually, when we look at it from a, um, an evolutionary perspective, it is what saved our lives when we were hunter gatherers and we when we were um, hunting and there's a, you know, saber toothed tiger or whatever. Um, threat we want all of that energy and that blood to pump into our hands um, often for me I get tingly um, fingers when anxiety crops up and it's because we want that energy to fight like I want all of that blood in my hands and in my feet and it is to keep us safe um, but what happens in, in our modern day and age, getting away from our full inbox every time or getting away from, um, you know, the monotony of sales figures going back to zero at the beginning of the month and you have to get all the way back to reaching your goals or um, whatever it is in um, in people's individual lives, we can't physically escape it anymore because our laptops aren't going anywhere. You know, it's like you say, the environment doesn't really change. It is learning how to um, to deal with what is going on internally. And like you said, the beliefs and all of that. But when we look at a nervous system response, we want to be able to adapt and go into our parasympathetic nervous system. And it's so beautiful that you said, you don't actually have a specific date or time or, you know, to know exactly when it changed for you, but you just started feeling better within yourself and calmer within yourself. And that is because yes, we're going into our sympathetic nervous system when it comes up, but we move into our parasympathetic so much quicker. And unfortunately there isn't a pull that can help us do it. This is lifestyle changes. And I think this is why it's such a interesting topic um, for everyone out there. And it's about supporting our nervous system and repairing and healing um, so yeah, that is what came up for me. And I just wanted to share it. I get so passionate about the physiology side of things. Um, but you really explained it so eloquently. Thank you so much for sharing your story. No, thanks for explaining that. I think it's important for people to understand, you know, what is actually going on in our bodies. Um, so yeah, thanks for that. And I think, like we said, there are a lot of tools and stuff that can support us in calming our parasympathetic nervous system, such as breath work and you and I have talked about breath work a lot we talked about just square breathing counting in for four holding for four exhaling for four sometimes I quite like to extend the exhale because that's also really good for your parasympathetic nervous yeah. system um, and just kind of calms that quite quickly as well and something you can do anywhere you know yeah you only need a couple of minutes to to do that um, and then yeah for me yoga has been a big part um, of my life and that really helped me but Yoga always started off as a physical practice for me and it turned into very quickly into a more mental and spiritual practice. And when I understood how meditation worked and started experiencing the benefits of meditation, that was a really powerful tool for me that really helped me work through my doubts and anxiety and all that as well. Um, and then um, another tool that's really helped me was uh, essential oils as well. As you know, I'm quite big into my essential oils, but uh, actually that it was anxiety that introduced me to essential oils where 
I came across an essential oil that's uh, called Balance, which is a grounding blend. When I inhaled it for the first time, I was, it just instantly just calmed my anxiety like straight away. Mm-hmm. And I was just blown away. Um, and I didn't understand at the time how it worked, but I was like, I'm sold. <laughs> and Balance and I became like best friends. Yeah. Um, and then I bought all the oils. <laughs> but um, but basically I learned later on how it works is that when you inhale an essential oil, it moves into the limbic part of your brain, which is the part of your brain that controls your emotions. And there it releases neurochemicals. And mm. depending on that plant's chemical properties, that will either have like a, a calming, sedative or an energizing effect. Um, so yeah, so that, that is a really good go-to for me as well. I couldn't imagine like my life without the essential oils. They're really handy to support you with stuff like that. Um, and then therapy. I think therapy is really important too. Getting to understand where where it comes from initially like what is the root cause I mean I've worked with a lot of clients who um, have struggled with anxiety and we've done rapid transformational therapy with them to get to the root cause of it Mm -hmm. and a lot of the time you know because our our bodies like on a psychological level our bodies are wanting to actually help us like our bodies are super intelligent as you know and you know everything that comes up for us there is a it's trying to help you in some way it might not feel like it sometimes but when you when you do kind of you know hypnotherapy or RTT and try and understand like how is this anxiety trying to help you a lot of the time what comes up with my clients is it's trying to protect you you know Mm. it's, it's trying to protect you from doing things that maybe in the past have made you feel rejected or you know feel not good enough um, and like I said, when that anxiety was coming up for me and kind of crippling me, it was like, no, 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 no. When you were like in class two, actually, this really happened to me when I was like in class two or something like that, grade two, um, whatever, it, whatever it was, um, it's unchanging. Like, yeah. I remember, I remember having to stand up in front of class and do, you know, speak for the first time and just completely messed it up. And the whole class laughed at me. And, um, you know, like that would be kind of like a root cause of where that anxiety came up for me in terms of doing presentations and stuff like that. So, yeah, this can be really helpful to understand as well that kind of side of things and help you detach from that story a bit more and take the, the take your power back. Mm. Um, and then, as you mentioned, um, the connection with people, you know, you and I have really benefited from having these chats, weekly chats together and not just, you know, feeling like we're alone all the time um, we're yeah. working on our own and being on our own, having that support and that connection is so powerful. But um, I think also staying, like just staying healthy as well can also have an effect on, on every part of your being, can't it? Having enough sleep, eating healthy, avoiding stimulants. Yeah, so what are the, absolutely. What are some of the tools have helped, that have helped you on your journey? So I think first and foremost for me, I also cut out caffeine. Mm. Um, I think this was in my second year or first year of university back in 2014, I think. Um, because as soon as I learned about the um, HPA axis, your hypothalamus pituitary adrenal axis, um, and how that is actually a stress response and looking at the biochemistry of what happens in the body, that stimulant that you're talking about, you know, um, and caffeine is... It's a, it's a stimulant, but it also doesn't replace anything. 
so it just uses nutrients and it um it takes from the body body without replacing anything um so that was the first thing that I cut out and yes it helped it helped immensely because I was relying so much on um, stimulants to get me through the day, whether it was sugar or caffeine. Um, and before I continue, I just want to share, and we will go into this into a lot more detail, but when we are constantly triggering the HPA response and going into this flight of, um, flight of fight response, these three stages of stress and, you know, the first stage is wired and I can so vividly remember being so busy all the time and I felt like Wonder Woman I was like yeah I can do everything and I was like buzzing through my day I'm like all these stimulants and I'm like drinking my eight cups of coffee with two or three teaspoons of sugar in each coffee (laughs) Um, to get me through the day Um, and then you know eating chocolate and you know whatever to help me cope and I was wired I was in the stage of being wired and then from that stage and it actually gets measured um you know it's dysfunctions within the body um when I'm measuring people's cortisol levels or DHEA or um adrenaline you know that's the other feeling you can actually feel the adrenaline you spoke about this energy coming up and it's adrenaline coming up through your body um and there's three different stages to stress. The second stage is being wired and tired um, where, you know, you're lying in bed at night and you said sleep is so important for us, but when you're lying in bed and you cannot switch off and you're so wired all the time, but you're so tired and waking up tired. Um, and then the third phase um, of the, the stress cycle, the, the stage is tired. Mm. And when I hit that fatigue just waking up tired I was just tired all through the day um nothing helped not there wasn't enough sleep in the world that could help me and the more tired I was the more I was reaching for things to help me get through the day and it's just this vicious cycle that's why I wholeheartedly agree with you that reaching out to therapists and practitioners and clinicians like you're not alone and there are so many different Um, areas of intervention that we can start looking at Um, before I continue I just need to um, highlight that when I'm giving any um, herbal remedies or um, sharing about specific herbs nutrients um, or um, nutraceuticals please just check for any drug nutrient interactions for me um, my go-to is ashwagandha it's an ayurvedic herb it's some it's something that has really helped me with the resilience part of stress and anxiety um it helped balance and support my adrenal glands um and it does have a, a drug nutrient interaction with um thyroxine which is a thyroid pharmaceutical so it is real these drug nutrient interactions are real because of the um mechanism of action within the body so do check reach out to myself or to Taryn or um to your gp or other practitioners if you're uncertain but when we the reason i shared those three stages is because there is different um recommendations that I would share depending on what stage you're at um, within the whole um, stress cycle and um, when you're wired yes magnesium there's um, 
there's L-theanine, there's taurine, there's making sure that you're drinking enough water throughout the day. Um, when we're in the exhaustion phase, um, we're looking at adrenal fatigue um, and adrenal support. And adrenal fatigue is a term that isn't necessarily um, recognized in the medical world because our adrenals don't become fatigued. Um, but we, it, it's almost in the same, it works almost in the same way as um, our insulin the receptors just get tired of working. Your body is so exhausted that it actually just stops releasing cortisol. And we want to support our adrenal glands. So ginseng, rhode uh, rhodiola, um, and ashwagandha. But yes, do check with your um, with your healthcare practi practitioners or clinicians or anybody before taking any of these herbs. Um, so there's a lot that we can do from a new from a nutritional perspective but i think when we start looking at lifestyle factors staying up late at night being on our screen past a certain time i know for me if i'm watching television till 10 11 o'clock at night and i'm then lying in bed um on my phone scrolling the whole time my mind is so busy, I do struggle to fall asleep then. So I think screen time is a, is a lifestyle change that we can all do and it doesn't cost anything. Um, so those are some of the tools and techniques. Meditation, absolutely. Um, and I think becoming more present. Um, T, how has cultivating an attitude of gratitude being for you I know we talk about this so much um just being grateful coming back into the moment how has that been for you oh amazing and I do it I do it actually I do it every morning and every night when I go to bed um because it just um it just changes your perception of things and I think especially now talking about you know this challenging time that we're all going through as a collective and not you know having control of a lot of a lot of what's going on you know i think being able to just focus on the things that you are grateful for can be so powerful because you can choose you know you can wake up every morning and you can choose to be have a day of fear that you might get ill or even worse you know or you can choose to focus on the things that you're grateful for to focus on the things that inspire you that motivate you um, so every day you have that choice when you wake up. And for me, um, it's an essential part of my, my day. Um, yeah. yeah. How about you? Do you have a diary, a specific diary that you fill in? I, I was writing, yeah, I was doing writing them down like a gratitude journal, but I just do, I just do it in my head now. Um, mm. And just I just focus on three things that I'm grateful for every morning and every evening when I go to bed. Yeah. And I think that's often the misconception when people start talking about evening routines and morning routines. It sounds elaborate and it sounds like so out of reach for most, I think, parents in particular, if you've got kids or if you've got a busy morning. So it doesn't need, you don't necessarily need to put pen to paper. Um, it is just about making sure that you are making a conscious effort and it's, it's a conscious decision that you are being positive um, and grateful for that day and I and I know again you spoke about you know our bodies want to keep us safe and yeah. want to keep us protected um, and I think we are wired to think of 
the negative things in our lives and um, from a safety perspective, because evolutionary, our bodies wanted to keep us safe. Mm. Um, and it's exactly the same in today's life. Um, you know, it is about being aware of all the, um, the fears and the things that might uh, become an issue that, that we need protection from. So our brain automatically shifts into that mindset um, easier um, and more quicker. Um, so it is like training a muscle at the gym. We want to consciously go, okay, yes, I'm aware of all of those things, but I'm really just, I'm grateful for my health today and all these beautifully, um, I think things that we sometimes forget about, mm. um, like a warm bed, like Darren was watching a show the other night and he just came to bed and he was like, do you know what, babe, I'm just so grateful that we live in a country that is not war torn. We coming home to our warm bed. And I think that is something that all of us can be grateful for in the present moment. Um, but yeah, I think cultivating um, a mindset for gratitude really helped me become present in the moment. Um, definitely. And I also just do three, three things a day. Yeah. And I think, um, yeah, there's a couple of things I wanted to mention there, but mm. um, yeah, the, the little things, I think, I think what you said, it's about finding the balance because obviously we do need to be aware of, what, of what's going on in the world. We do need to be aware of how to look after ourselves and our families. But I think if you're focusing on the news all day, every day, and it's easy to get obsessed with, you know, looking at rising numbers and all that, you're, it's very difficult to not be in a state of fear and fear yeah. creates uh, you know stress in your body and creates anxiety and that can lead to other illnesses um, and it can actually have the opposite effect where you know you run your immune system down based on fear mm -hmm. and then you're more susceptible to getting viruses and illnesses and stuff and actually I've spoken to more people that have been getting ill from stress and anxiety than I have um, and I know people are getting ill with COVID and everything, but, I, you know, yeah. then I have personally spoken to people that have had COVID. Yeah. But um, talking about the, the gratitude as well, you know, it doesn't have to be big things. I was thinking about, you know, how if you go to Africa or India and you go to like the poorest parts of the world, people are like so many people are smiling and laughing and like happier than you would find people like on the tube in London for example yeah. right? but they have less than us and yeah. you know they are they are making the choice to be focused to focus on the things that they do have which is maybe just love and family and connection you know really simple things um, and even though we don't have the opportunity to be with each other as much physically now we we are so lucky to have the tools like technology to be able to communicate virtually and you know that that is that is enough for now yeah you hit the nail on the head there I think um sometimes wanting so much more materialistic you know being driven to drive the next car or the next house or the you know, Gucci handbag or whatever it is, or the next iPhone. I think if anything, this year has taught me personally that it's not about that stuff. It's about love, connection and health. Um, and you're so right that how fear and anxiety can actually suppress the immune function. And it's through this HPA axis that we've just spoken about. So it's a real biochemical um 
feedback. It's a negative feedback loop within the body and it's real. And it's what I find so phenomenal and like mind blowing is that you can activate this by thought alone right it it's you're watching something on television and the thought pops up and now you're activating that stress response and yes it can be freaky but if you turn that on its head if you can change and activate that by thought alone then when you're thinking about things to be grateful for when you um changing your mindset then you can activate it in a positive way as well so you can then be supporting your body um from a from a health perspective by thought alone and like look this might be way out there for people and this is quantum mechanics and dr joe Dispenza is huge on this that's a whole other podcast but this is real um and i have to agree with you that my immune system was really impaired because of my state of anxiety that I had, because of my high stress levels, because of the PTSD that I was struggling with for so many years. So yeah, I absolutely love this topic. And I'm grateful that, you know, this is our first topic to kick off um, our next season, because it's just so prevalent to what is going on in the world. And I think that, you know, we have more power and control in how we support our um, health and our well-being than I think we have ever realized before. Um, And there's so many um, different techniques and uh, tools that we can actually start cultivating to improve our immune systems and improve our mental health. Um, You know, it's not just about going to the doctor and getting a pill there's yeah. so much more that we can do yeah and there were a couple of things that you mentioned earlier that I also wanted to touch on the the sleep I think is being key and that actually for me when I that anxiety came back for me in that first lockdown what I discovered because I kind of worked on a few different things but when I did a, a like a rapid transformational therapy session with another therapist um, we focused on the sleep because I wasn't sleeping at all like I think I went like three or four days or something with like almost zero sleep and I was just like I was just like just nerves it was like my whole nervous system was just shot yeah um and um when we worked on the sleep uh, we kind of got to the root cause of why I wasn't sleeping and it was bringing up very old fears and stuff based around nighttime you know um as a child and um yeah it was weird because as soon as we worked on that and I started sleeping better I was just my anxiety went away and I was just in such a better state mentally and physically as well so I think sleep is a big one as well but the other thing was um just you know making these tools easily accessible like you said and that's that's how I've kind of learned to adjust you know these daily habits and make them as easy as possible like before when I started doing meditation I would get up and go sit on a meditation pillow and you know like do the whole prep but then the thought of like getting out of bed to go do that was just like it kind of put me off you know so now I literally just sit up in bed as soon as I open my eyes and meditate uh, for 10 to 15 minutes every morning Mm -hmm. and it's so easy to do and I am half asleep but actually that's the best time to meditate because you're in an alpha state of mind so it's between that state of theta and um, beta and you um, are more susceptible to you know 
manifestation or you know focus or whatever it is you're wanting to use your meditation practice for yeah yeah so yeah but um is there anything else you wanted to to touch on 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 the subject um I think for me just in closing nature being in nature and when I felt and I know like you said it you know accessibility and all of that but it was better for me to escape into nature to get grounded than it was for me to stay in the environment that was um impacting how I was feeling Mm. so when I changed the environment when I I literally I ran to the common um in Morden to be around nature that really helped and that run helped actually um like get rid of that pent-up energy that that I that that happens right when you're going into that state so running just helped to get rid of it and when I got there I would notice different flowers and that would change my my mental state I would count you know like can I find five different flowers how many shades of green how many dogs like just to bring me into the present moment really really helped um and yeah I just wanted to share that um with our listeners as well because I think um a lot of clients as well go okay give me all the supplements I need to to help fix my body and and there there really isn't um you know external there isn't enough supplements or anything to help with anxiety in inverted commas yes you 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 can and yes it will but it's not until we cultivate these habits that you've spoken about and finding ways to make it easier for ourselves to do on a daily basis that we actually start reaping the benefits and building up that stress resilience to it because um, it doesn't matter how good we are at supporting our bodies stress worry um, and issues still pop up for us but it's about that bouncing back and um, like it happens so much quicker for me now. Mm. Um, I don't, I don't get affected by things as, as much. Um, And like you say, you know, you'll have a couple of nights of not sleeping and then you're able to work on it. And then you sleep again where before I would go months without sleeping. Um, So, yeah, I just wanted to share that. I thought that that was really helpful for me. Um, And it's something I still do on a daily basis as I get outside and go for a walk and notice what's around me really helps with grounding I'm so glad you brought that up because nature is a huge one for me as well and um I think it's actually been scientifically proven not I think it's actually been scientifically proven that not you don't have to actually be in nature like if you're thinking like I have no nature around me and you you can actually just look at pictures of nature and like have even fake plants I mean my house is filled with real plants it's like a jungle um but you know you you can actually just look at pictures and stuff if you can't get out into nature and that is known to have a positive effect as well um but it made me think of another thing that I quite like doing and I, I mainly do this in the summertime but to get outside and do some grounding where you just go stand in the grass barefoot mm. and um the ground has like I think it's like electromagnetic fields or something yeah. that support your parasympathetic nervous system as well. So Absolutely. That's Spot really on. Good, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, lots of things you can do. So I think it's just about finding what works for you really and you know how, how to fit that into your life. And reaching out. Um, I wouldn't like if anybody is struggling with this, reach out to us. Um, you know, we've gone through it we found ways to support ourselves um, and our clients. So um, I really don't want you to um, sit and struggle with this alone. I think connection is a huge part of overcoming um, anxiety. So please reach out to us. Um, you know, we're always open for a chat and um, to provide support and connection. So, yeah. Yeah. And if any of you are struggling with anxiety or self-doubt or fear of failure or any kind of blocks that are stopping you from taking action towards your goals or your vision or maybe something you're wanting to achieve in 2021, then I'm, I'm extending an invite to a compliment, the complimentary uh, Reclaim Your Worth workshop, which I'll be running on Tuesday the 5th um, of January at 6 p.m. GMT. And we'll share a link to register with that. So I'm only going to be taking a small group of people. So if you want to book your spot, then make sure you register. And I think we'll share the, the link below, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's such a wonderful workshop. And it's great that um, Taryn is sharing this Um you know, free of charge. I mean, same with the podcasts. We're really doing this because we care about people and we really believe in what we are teaching. Um, so do take the opportunity to sign up and join in. It's such a worthwhile um, use of your time. Yeah. Yeah. So in the workshop, I'll be sharing three secrets to helping you reclaim your self-worth um, and there'll be another surprise as well. So make sure to join. Yay. And thank you so much for joining us today. We'll be back again soon. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Keep well. Bye.